Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning, boys and girls, citizens of all ages. Welcome into the Power Hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. It's Chris Logan, your morning show host. Um, <laughs> Brent says, mic check was good. So I guess you heard that on the Facebook Live. Uh, we got a special guest here inside the studio, which we'll get to him in a bit. Going to talk crawfish this morning. But the Power Hour is part of the morning show where we go in on what's trending, what's happening, what's going on for the day. Today is Tuesday, February 20th. Got to say thank you to our friends over at Bougie Baloney, the official baloney of the morning show. You ready to get bougie in 2024? You deserve better, and you deserve 100% butthole-free baloney. So that is available now. Brodus Burger, also available at Fresh Pickens on Kali Saloom. Pizza Artista, they're doing a pizza. You can also order. Oh, sorry, I missed Karchner's in Scott and in Crot Springs. You can also order and shipping nationwide at bougiebaloney.com. If you haven't tried bougie baloney, you need to. You got to get bougie, baby. It's 2024 with the bougie man bourgeois. Also got to say thank you to Mandez's Seafood Bar and Grill, the official restaurant of the morning show. Mandez's on Ducey and Lafayette, on Chemin Metairie in Youngsville. Their Linton menu looks delicious. Fried alligator bites, kicked up shrimp wraps, also soft shell chauvin. There's different appetizers you can get. There's jacked up snapper, which is grilled Gulf red snapper, topped with Louisiana crawfish, pepper jack cream sauce, topped with jumbo lump crab meat, served on a bed of garlic mashed potatoes and grilled vegetables. It looks delicious. Go and check them out at Mandez's online at mandezesgrill.com. And then also got to say thank you to Acadiana Tire, 214 West Canal Street, Church Point, the official tire shop of the morning show. If your tires are getting slick, go and see Big Hick. All major brands. If he doesn't have them for you, he'll make sure he can get it for you the next day. So if you're looking for Michelin, Cooper, Toyo, whatever it is, dude, you're looking for, maybe a weird tire, weird size, call Big Hick. I'm pretty sure he can get it for you. 337-684-5379. Oil changes, mechanic work. Go and see them over at Acadiana Tire. So that takes care of our sponsors. And again, if you want to talk about advertising on Planet Radio, you can email me, info at listentotheplanet.com, or you can hit me up on Facebook, whichever is easier for you. Coming up inside the show today, we got a couple uh-uh stories. Going to talk about rhythms on the river. We're going to talk about a few other things. And we're going to talk about crawfish in the first segment for sure. And on with us this morning, we have Tim from Simplified Crawfish Company. Tim, what's up? Not much, man. Thank you for coming in and hanging out this morning. I know you're a busy man, dude. You got like, what, 18 jobs going on? Yeah. Much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wanted, to, I wanted to talk crawfish because last week I, I had a question of the day. And it was about, did you eat boiled crawfish yet? Yes or no. And then it had just a little joking second part of the question of the day that said, are you rich? Now, it, it's no surprise that crawfish prices are high. That seems to be what everybody is talking about. What do you know about crawfish prices, man? And, and where do you see them going? Do you see them dropping anytime soon? Uh, they actually dropped yesterday. Uh, they've gone as far as what the farmers get. Mm -hmm. They've gone from eight dollars earlier in the season to six fifty, and now they're down to five. So they are coming down, which means the catch is going up. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
as far as the price goes, it's pretty much controlled by one guy in Crowley mm-hmm. who moves the most in the world, I guess. Yeah. So he kind of dictates the price, and uh, I guess that's what he thought it needed to be. That's, yeah. that's the highest. Even at $5, it's higher than I've ever seen it. Uh, I think the most I've ever seen it before was four twenty-five a pound for yeah. live straight out of the field. Mm-hmm. Where do you, I mean, what, I mean, obviously price contributes, you know, just from what you said, but, but was it the, the cold winter that we had that, that was a slow start to the season? What do you think kind of brought that on? A freeze always stunts them. Uh Uh, It'll slow them down for a few weeks, but most of the problem we're having right now is uh, the drought Mm -hmm. being so dry. They buried so deep. A lot of them probably didn't make it. And also everybody's slow it's february mm-hmm. uh, i think people are kind of panicking early because um mardi gras was so early mm-hmm. but it's always slow in february usually we don't kick things off till march anyway so i yeah. think it'll be fine and, and you and i were talking about that before we got on the air uh and we we're just talking about almost season being early it's like oh hey everybody just relax a little bit yeah it's high but but you know a little bit higher than normal, but at this point in the season, quote unquote, the price is always high because it's, yeah. it's early in the season. Like, I, I guess not a lot of people are, are catching yet and the season hasn't really been underway, but what you think March prices will really start coming down April, May, when we really get into the bulk of the season. Yeah, they should. Normally the price around February is usually four uh, coming straight out of the field. Mm-hmm. It's five right now. So mm-hmm. we're a little high. But, uh, yeah, the catch is going up. We're supposed to have decent weather for the next week. Anytime it's sunny, the catch is going to go up. Yeah. So it, it should level off. It, yeah. And it'll probably be a much longer season this year because the price was so high. People won't be burnt out on it. That's usually why this season ends is because everybody eats them during Lent. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of get burnt out on them, which makes the demand go down. But the catch is up. So they drop the price more and more, and it gets to a point where the fishermen aren't making any money. Mm-hmm. Uh, just trying to keep – once it gets hot, they have to keep pumping on the field. And with the electricity prices, pumping's very high. Mm-hmm. So they shut it down. But mm-hmm. I think this year the price will probably hold a little bit better mm-hmm. and go longer. So that's, that's an interesting take. I wasn't really thinking about that because, what, normally – Early to mid June is when things start start kind of coming down a little bit. Late June, as far as for rice field crawfish, which is what most of us eat around here, mm-hmm. yeah, toward the end of May it starts tailing off real quick. Um, usually for us, Father's Day is mm-hmm. usually our last boil of the year, mm-hmm. and last year we didn't even make it to Father's Day. I think in the May we were done. Yeah, so this year it might. They might try to push it into early July, so we'll go, see. Yeah, go longer. Well, that's that's good news. So, look, if you're listening this morning and, and uh, crawfish prices are a little high, they're going to come down. It's early in the season, and we may even have a longer crawfish season. Now, we're here with Tim. He is from Simplified Crawfish Company. Uh, one, thanks for advertising, man, and thanks for bringing us Tools Day. Today is Tuesday, so that means it is Tools Day, and that's all brought to you by Simplified Crawfish Company, and you can learn more about Simplified. You can search for them on Facebook, 
You can also check out their new website that's coming soon, uh, simplifiedcrawfish.com. And, dude, you know, y- your slogan is you've had the rest, now try the best. Yeah. I know what makes your crawfish so great, but tell everybody what's your secret ingredient in your crawfish? Simplified seafood ball. Yeah. Which simplified seafood boil powers mandatory metallic every night. And that that simplified seafood boil is something that you came up with. Yes. And what's cra- here's what's crazy. And you and I, we, we've talked about this before, man. Most people don't give away their secrets, right? If somebody right. has a secret ingredient or a secret to whatever, they don't give it away. You decided to take your your seafood boil, which was like the number one thing that made your crawfish so great, so delicious. And you're like, well, let's let's package it up and let me give it to everybody. Yeah. That's and and then to to top off that, you even put the directions on on how to boil crawfish like you on your seafood boil. I did. What what made you want to do that, man? Well, uh, my dad actually asked me the same question <laughs> when I did it. Yeah. He he looked at the bag and he said, "Why'd you put the directions on it? Now everybody's <laughs> gonna know how to do it." I said, "Yeah, I I understand, but uh, I'm only one person. I can only boil so many crawfish in a weekend." Yeah. But everybody in this state eats crawfish. No. And if they want the crawfish to taste like mine, they have to use the seasoning. And and you gave it to him. You gave it to him. Yeah. Now. It's also uh, award-winning. Is is just the seafood boil award-winning, or did you win multiple awards with your with your with your crawfish? Um, I don't know that I've ever technically won an award for the seasoning, mm-hmm. but me using the seasoning, mm-hmm. uh, I've never lost the competition. Yeah. Which, which uh, what you won two or three years in a row, and then you then you decided to back out. Um, and which the, which contest it was? So the Louisiana Crawfish Bowl, we okay. won two or three in a row, and uh, we didn't decide to back out. They decided to back us out. Mm. They <laughs> said uh, that we could be the grand marshal, but we wouldn't be allowed to compete anymore. <laughs> Come on, man! So, because that was two wins in a row, or three wins in a row? We won the professional category two years in a row, uh-huh. and then. The second year, we won the professional category. We won the people's choice. Uh-huh. And the amateur guy who came in last place the first year, we gave him a bag of our seasoning. He followed direct the directions, and he won first place also. So, uh, Hang on. No way. So, so you took the guy who was in last place. Mm-hmm. You gave him some of your seafood boil. Mm-hmm. Said, look, dude, here, here's the boil. Here's how you do it. Follow these directions. And the guy won first place. Yeah. He actually uh, <laughs> he actually boiled a batch, and I went and tasted one, and yeah. I said, you didn't follow the directions. He said, yes, I did. I said, no, you didn't. Throw these away and do another batch. And he did, and he followed the directions, and he won. And then come to find out, <laughs> he had kind of did his own thing with my seasoning. Ah. And uh, it'll work that way, too, I guess, but... Yeah, when he followed the directions, first place. Wow. And we both won. I I know the years I competed in the professional category, I won by 75% of the votes, and it was a blind taste test. Uh 
And then uh, I think he won by the same margin the second year when he did it. Dude, that's, that is amazing. All off the same seafood boil. How how did, by the way, it's 812. You're listening to the Power Hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. Let me ask you this. How did the contest happen? It was it was a blind. They had judges. They brought X amount of pounds to the judges. They peeled them, ate them, and then they had a scorecard? Yes. They um, they came around with the little hamburger oh, containers, yeah. the little uh-huh. styrofoam, and they all had a number on them. And uh, we put however much fit in that container. I think it was three different containers we had to make. They went around, gathered them all, brought them to the judges, um, and the judges tasted the crawfish. I think they had like coffee beans or something to sniff uh, and cleanse their palate, yeah. all that stuff. And uh, yeah, we won. Ooh, well, congratulations on that. A couple years in a row. Then you gave the dude who placed who placed last your season and told him what to do, and then he placed first. That's very very cool. And you know, dude, those competitions and being a judge, they're hard. You bring up the coffee beans, just kind of break up your palate and all that stuff. Because uh, I was part of the king cake bread pudding competition Mm -hmm. and so we had 15 different king cake bread puddings to try and uh, at first you you taste the difference a little bit and then when you start getting to like nine ten everything starts tasting the same you have to kind of want to clear your palate you need something salty just to break it up and and to to know the difference between maybe number nine and number 10 number 10 and number 11 how many people did they have boiling you remember I don't remember exactly the second year. I know the first year it was 22 teams in my category. Mm-hmm. So against, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but local yeah. restaurants mm-hmm. and uh, other catering companies around here. I think it was pretty close to the same in the second year. Yeah. Uh, the professional category had dropped off a little, but the other categories were stronger. And then uh, I don't know by the third year because – yeah, they didn't, they didn't let you in. <laughs> so, look, if anybody wants award-winning crawfish, delicious crawfish, what's the number where somebody can reach you and maybe book a catering job? Obviously, that, that's what you do at Simplified Crawfish yeah. Company. You, you do catering. So, I mean, dude, it can be a, a neighborhood get-together. I know a lot of companies do crawfish boils. Uh, you've probably done apartment complexes. You've done a lot of different things. How can people reach you if they want to book you? Uh, 337-787-7191. And uh, anything, a sack or, or more, we're, we're coming. Okay, that was going to be my next question. How how big or how small? Because if, if it's smaller, you show up with uh, with one of those uh, one or two sack boilers. And then if it's bigger, you show up with the trailer? I always show up with the trailer, but yeah. my, my uh, boilers aren't attached to the trailer because we do a lot of stuff in uh, – River Ranch and a few other places where they want it in the backyard. Trailer yeah. can't get back there anyway, so we just take out what we need and knock it out. Nice. So I, I see that Phil uh, made a comment. He said, heard you giving away a five-pound sack of crawfish to a listener today. No, Phil, we are not doing that today. But uh, Tim and I are talking about uh, a couple different things, and we'll have some details soon about maybe what we can do concerning crawfish Coming up very, very soon, we'll have more details for you on that. You just have to sit tight for a little while. Uh, Question of the day, Tim, did you see today's question of the day? I did not. So the question of the day this morning, which we'll we'll talk about that just a little bit. I want to get maybe your answers. I don't want to put you on the spot. Okay. But question of the day is opposite of what we had yesterday. 
And it's what are some things we said in the 80s and 90s that are not said today? Do you, do you recall anything right off the top of your head? Off the top of my head. Maybe like a 90s saying or something like that. Can you move that antenna? <laughs> Dude. Because you had you had the channel three, channel ten, channel fifteen, PBS. Yeah. You may have had to move it to get to get uh, the TV station to come in clear. Absolutely. Now uh, a few that's on the comments. Let's see. Uh, Kyle says I can't wait for Christmas. Uh, Kevin says I know you are, but what am I? Which is from the Pee Wee Herman movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. Annie says, let's listen to my mixtape. How many mixtapes did you make back in the day? Did you uh, record stuff off the radio, dude? I tried, but I wasn't very good at it. No. no. <laughs> I get like three quarters of the song. Yeah. Yeah. You had to wait. And then the damn DJs, they talked over the beginning of the song anyway. So they messed it all up. Uh, what about this beat me, but put in your code. So I know it's you. Did you mess with any pagers in, in the nineties at all? I did. I had yeah. one. Yeah. Was it a colored pager? Was no. it a, no, it was just a regular black. black yeah. <laughs> uh, Russell says you got clowned. Boy, Harvey, 100% true here, Harvey. Harvey says, I want $5 on pump two. $5 probably wouldn't get you too far these days. You make it to pump three. Yeah. <laughs> He would make it around. You just need to go to pump three and then pump some more. Uh, Joshua has a good one, man. Joshua said, be quiet, kids. I'm on the phone long distance. Uh, JC says, cool beans. Shane says, thank you. And yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. Boy, that's something that you don't hear too much anymore either. You know, back in the day, if if you didn't say thank you, if you didn't say yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, you might have got a pop in the back of your head from your mom or your dad or, or you got a look. Uh, hey, you better say thank you. Hey, you better say yes, sir. You better say yes, ma'am. Uh, Cody says, I paged or beep you. That's another answer that uh, he put on there, too. Christopher says, call me tonight. My free minutes start then. I had a couple comments about that. <laughs> Those free minutes uh, during the nighttime. Robbie says, you want to go skating tonight. That was another big thing back in the 80s. And even the early 90s, the uh, roller skating rinks, that was, that was a place to go. Lauren says, oh, snap, which would be a, a saying from the 90s. Uh, also, she brings up Trapper Keeper. Yeah, I think I have some Trapper Keeper. Trapper Keepers, they, they were, they were, they were kind of like a, a sign that you were cool. Lee says, psych. You know, psych, that was, a, that was an 80s term. Kelly says, haunt. Bonnie says, no, duh. No, duh, that was definitely an 80s term. Teddy says, that's rad. That's rad. You know, that, that one, definitely an 80s term, but I think that one's kind of making a comeback. Kids now say that's rad a, a little bit more than what, they, than what they used to. What about this one, Cowabunga? Ninja Turtles, man. Were, were you a Ninja Turtles fan when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who, which one was your favorite? Hmm. What was it? Donatello? Uh, like Michelangelo. Ma Michelangelo, yeah. Uh, what else? Okay, Kobe says that's rad too. Another psych, another word. Uh, Nikki says psych as well. So a lot of great answers this morning for our question of the day. Now the question of the day, thanks to all terrain audio. It is on my Chris Logan, Facebook page. It's also on our planet radio, Facebook page. You can go and answer it, or you can text in three, three, seven, two, two, seven, zero, three, six, five. What are some things we said in the eighties and nineties that are not said today, but we're coming back. With the second half of the power hour. Oh, I got it. We got another couple ones on the uh, Facebook Live. And I think Seth commented this be kind, rewind. 
We'll, we'll never we'll never hear that again, dude, unless you have a, a VC, VCR, a VHS tape. Uh, and then Phil says, I'll take two tacos off the 59-cent Taco Bell menu. Never hear that again. Because, dude, Taco Bell was a very cheap place to go. If you, I mean, but you think back in the day, almost all fast food places were pretty cheap. You could get a combo at McDonald's for what, three bucks, maybe three fifty nine. Yeah. And you can order the 59 cent menu. If you are really low on, on the cash, you can go to Taco Bell. Now you had to get pintos and cheese, or you had to get like a soft shell taco, a hard shell taco, but dude, you can leave Taco Bell with, with doing a, a few different, I mean, leaving with just giving them a few bucks. You could feed a family for like ten dollars, yeah. <laughs> dude. It was on, and you had, and you had enough to uh, to eat the next day too. But dude, Taco Bell, some of those combo meals nowadays, not anymore, man. You're looking at what seven, eight bucks if you want to upsize it, probably ten. Those uh, those days are totally gone. But we're coming back with the second half of the Power Hour. We got a couple uh uh-uh uh stories. Rhythms on the River. They announced their uh, spring lineup. That's coming up. I'm, I'm excited for one of the bands. All the bands are great, but I'm excited for one of the bands. We'll explain more coming up in two minutes. Planet Radio 106.7. Stay close. So we're back here on the Power Hour. It is Chris Logan, and we also have Tim from Simplified Crawfish Company. He's hanging out this morning, and we started the Power Hour by talking about crawfish because the prices are high, and I had a question of the day last week. And it was, did you eat boiled crawfish yet? And a lot of people said no. Some people said yes. And But the reason why a lot of people said no was because of the price. The price was or is pretty high right now, but it is falling a little bit. And we're talking to Tim, and he was saying that the prices are going to fall. Just, you know, relax, breathe a little bit. It's early in the season. And, and you saw it, or are you thinking that maybe, and not saying this is a definite, but because of the 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 catch now not being too great, we may see a later crawfish season, maybe go past June into July. Yeah, it's a good possibility. Uh it'll definitely be a later season. Um which is which usually, is good for y'all. Yo, yeah. Usually March and April are, are our best months. Uh this year it'll probably be April, May, early mm-hmm. June. Mm-hmm. And then I mean that's that's really because with it being so early, you have an early, so you have an early Easter, you have an, an early Lent where a lot of people eat boiled crawfish. Yeah. And so I'm sure that's going to be picking up a little bit for the Lenten season and then just extending it a little bit possibly will make just a better overall crawfish season this year for you guys. Yeah, it should be. Um, nobody's was really catching early this year. So those guys that normally make their money early, Probably struggled a little bit, mm-hmm. but the majority of farmers, especially the older farmers that have been in it for a while, they usually don't really kick off till March anyway, so mm-hmm. it should be a good season. Yep. So relax. They're a little high right now, but don't worry about it. The, the prices will come down, and you will get to enjoy a lot of boiled crawfish this season. I wanted to talk about Rhythms on the River. They announced their lineup, and Rhythms on the River happens in River Ranch every Thursday night, spring and fall, and it's at the River Ranch Town Square. A lot of people go out to that every uh, Thursday, and they release their spring schedule. March 28th, Nickel Beer. April 4th, Tinana, Ryan Foray and Foray Tradition. And then April 11th, 
Guys in Spank the Monkey will be taking over Rhythms on the River. Then April 18th, Chubby Carrier and the Bayou Swamp Band. Also on May 2nd, the Molly Ringwalls opening with Yeah, You Right. And then on May 9th, Wayne Toops opening with Swampland Revival. So a pretty good Rhythms on the River. I was surprised to see Spank on there. Spank's been, they've been back on it. And they've they've been playing a lot of different places. They've been playing uh, Route 92. They've been playing Rock and Bowl. Uh, they've been playing a few different places around here. But it was great to see him get a rock band and get Spank the Monkey. And I think that's going to be uh, a great time. That's April 11th. And I was, I was tagged in that yesterday by Heath. And then also, a, a, another place they're playing, Spank's playing at uh, Pat's, the Chaffalaya Club in Henderson. And uh, they're playing, yeah, they're playing there on on Saturday. So that show's coming up. Now we have Tim hanging out with us again from Simplified Crawfish Company. We were talking crawfish, but Tim, you were also in a band back in the day, band called Mason Down. I was. Um, are y'all still playing? Thinking about playing? Doing any shows? No. We're always thinking about playing. Yeah. And we always <laughs> want to play. We're all. Growing with kids, and I think all of us right now have young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we I'm sure we will play again. It's, it's no. kind of you can't really give it up. How how hard is it to to step away from the music scene? It, it's very hard, right? I know for me as a DJ, you know, just doing weddings and stuff. I stepped back for a little while, like in 2012, 2013, and it, I like I I found myself wanting to get back into it. Man, once you got that music bug in you, it's really hard to to totally dismiss it. Do you agree with me there or not? Yeah. It's it's hardest when you go to another show. Yeah. Or you see or especially if it's a bad band. You're mm-hmm. like, oh man, I need to get up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, maybe we can put together I, I've had a couple people ask me. Or they're like, dude, we need to do like this reunion show with with a bunch of local bands. And, you know, I know Tim, you, the other Tim used to play in Liquid Sand back in the day. And a lot of those guys talk about doing some reunion shows or doing a show where everybody gets back together again. And, and I think that could be very cool. Just maybe like a one night only. I mean, maybe we try to work on that, dude. The Cold Shock Boys, the Carver Boys. The... Yeah, there's uh, plenty of bands around here. Yep. Uh, what was even the... Um, I know, I think I saw on social media, Blue Eclipse, mm-hmm. they were thinking about maybe putting together uh, the band again and, and doing some shows, but we'll see. I, I think I think that could be very cool. 829, it is a power hour here, Planet Radio 106.7. Uh, dude, something that we don't need this year, I was reading this today. Zombie deer disease. I mean, we look, we don't want we don't want anything like that, dude. We don't need anything happening. We don't need anything happening like 2020. There's a lot of people making uh, comparisons from 2020 to 2024. We don't need anything happening. But this is known as a chronic wasting disease. The disease is characterized by a variety of zombie-like behaviors such as drooling, lethargy, stumbling, and a vacant gaze. This disease has already infected hundreds of deer, elk, and moose in the Wyoming area alone, scientists guessed the disease could be spread to humans, much like mad cow disease did in the mid-1990s. So it, it's in Wyoming right now, and it better stay there. And the zombie disease on those deer better stay up there. Symptoms sound like they're drunk. It, 
pretty close they they may be now i'm i'm assuming because when they had mad cow disease you couldn't eat the that cow meat right i mean that was i think that's how it worked they just i mean it just kind of got rid of the cow if they had mad cow disease so i'm guessing you can't you know kill the deer if you're hunting cure the kill the elk kill the moose and then eat it but we got to get rid of zombie deer disease before that that spreads. That's something we really, really don't need. Also, this too, man. And I don't know why I didn't think about that for uh, us here in Lafayette or why anybody else didn't think of this. Moment of silence. Residents in West Virginia holding a candlelight vigil this weekend for a former Hooters location because the building is being demolished. So a, a lot of Hooters are, are closing. I guess maybe their model, I don't know if it's not working anymore. I, I, I really don't know. But the Hooters here closed. Hmm. And we could have had a candlelight vigil and had a moment of silence on Ambassador Caffrey, just like these people are. But I wanted to read this story a little bit more. And the restaurant closed its doors back in this area in 2020. And the building sat empty ever since. So this Hooters in this area in West Virginia didn't just close. It closed a while back. And so they are demolishing the building now. And the community hoped that maybe Hooters would make a return, but it didn't. And when they said it was demolished to make room for a Sheets gas station, before the building got down, there were people and Hooters fans in the Charleston area that decided to pay their respects to the place where they had so many memories and they held a candlelight vigil at Hooters. Did you frequent Hooters any at all, Tim? Uh, I've been there. Yeah. I, I, I always thought, like, I always thought, what's the big deal? Like, I never, I, I never, I mean, I get it. The tank tops were tight, but dude, they had stockings on with their short shorts. Like it, yeah and no when you talk about the ladies of Hooters. I mean, I, I never looked at it by being a, a little much. Now, is it is it more than a regular restaurant? Yeah, but I mean, not to me, it was never that bad. No. It, no? Okay. It's not a I don't I don't have words to describe <laughs> it again. Not on the radio. It's it, it, it's not, but <clears throat> but to me, it was never as Maybe explicit is the right word. It was never as explicit as some people made it out. Oh, are you going right. to Hooters? Dude, they got stockings on and, and some tank tops. Well, nowadays, I mean, it's definitely not, you know? Yeah. Back when it was built, there was probably something that was, <laughs> oh, you can't do that. Yeah. But, man, we had some fun times over at Hooters when they first opened. Uh, back when I was working on Planet Radio, and uh, we, we had a sister station that did uh, Friday afternoons, weekend starter parties. And then uh, Seth comments on that on the Facebook Live. Yeah, it was always fun, the weekend starter parties. And then they had the Hooters block parties. I don't know if you remember that. That's when mm -hmm. they had the bikini contest. And yeah. they also had the wing eating contest, which I've had the pleasure of judging a bikini contest one time. And then I had the pleasure of taking part in the wing eating contest twice and i lost both times I, good thing it wasn't the other way around uh absolutely so i i the the wing eating contest and i was taught how to eat the flats by the legendary ray sutley who passed away my, my good friend ray sutley he's been in radio for a while he taught me how to eat the flats at hooters and that was always one of the memories that i had he's like look we well, had he, ray had a real deep voice i i can't talk like ray but he had a real deep voice 
Dude's like, here's what you need to do. You need to take it right here, and then you need to push down, and then you need to twist it, and you pull out the bones. And he said you can eat the whole thing in one shot. He's mm. like, that's how you eat the wings quickly. And I'm like, okay, great. But, dude, they were hot. You know, like, so so they were fresh. Dude, it was burning my hands, and, and it, was, it was hot whenever you're eating them. And I, I didn't do well, but I had fun at Hooters, man. Way, way back whenever they first opened, they really had a cool vibe. And it was a little bit different back then than what it was recently. But nonetheless, this this uh, town in West Virginia had a candlelight visual when they tore down the Hooters building. Remember Booties? Remember Booties? I don't. Which that was on Johnston Street. That was where Drago's okay. is now. It was, well, was it was Booties. There yeah. was a lot of things where Drago's is now. They so that was <clears throat> a, it was a playoff of Hooters. And it was kind of like a local thing. I don't think, and I could be wrong. I don't think it was a a big um, chain. And so instead of Hooters, you had booties. So they had shorter shorts, and it was a little more about the backside than being about the chest. But that that one didn't last longer either. But yeah, that was that was booties. Never went no. <laughs> that might have been, dude. That had to be. I guess maybe late 90s, early 2000s, maybe, but that, that one did not last very long. If you remember booties, <laughs> raise your hand. I just locked in um, a memory there. And also, you know, this other time, uh, a, a crazy radio story. So I was contacted, and I was doing the night show at Planet Radio uh, from the guy who owned Lipstick. Remember Lipstick, the gentleman's okay. club? And he called, he said, Chris Logan, you want, you want to come judge uh, Sexy Foxy Boxing? And, that, and, and he had Sexy Foxy Boxing on stage to where the girls would box. And no, it wasn't judge. I'm sorry. I was a referee. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, uh, I mean, full transparency here. It, it, was, uh, it was an experience like I've never had before. I bet so. Because it's, uh, he was like, oh, Chris Logan, come with me. We, we, we go in the back. Dude, like, what? Dude, I, like, I, I got the backstage access. Like, you know, you see your TV with the girls, and they, they mm -hmm. walking around. That I was in there, and they were like, oh, yeah, dude. Hey, how you doing? It's Chris Logan. He's, he's sexy, foxy, boxing. And then, dude, I, I was, we were all, we were all backstage, and I'm like, oh, my God, what am I getting into? I'm married, you know? Like, luckily, my wife let me go. I didn't, I didn't lie to her. She let me go because uh, I was working, right? I mean, it was, it was part of the job. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then we we got on stage, and then I refereed sexy foxy boxing where the girls put the boxing gloves on, and then they they boxed. Had some great times in radio back then, man. I wish girls was... boxing in a strip club in front of a junkyard. Absolutely, dude. Like, what else do you want? I'm not sure. <laughs> what what else could you ask for? Uh, also, what else we got this morning? Uh, Las Vegas hotel closing. I, I didn't realize this. You follow sports, Tim? A little bit. You, you follow baseball? Not at all. Okay. Because I saw this this morning. It's the end of an era for a Las Vegas hotel, the Tropicana, which one of the almost original hotels in Las Vegas. Opened in 1957. It's closing its doors for good on April 2nd. And the story says the nine-acre property will be demolished and turned into a 30,000-seat MLB stadium for the athletics baseball team. So are the Oakland Athletics moving to Las Vegas or is that going did. to be a second a second home? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean the Raiders moved to Vegas, so it's been what two two years maybe think so. that the uh, Raiders been in Vegas. But when I saw that, I'm like, I, I like baseball. 
I just don't follow it as much because, okay, Blake says in the comments they are moving to Las Vegas. So that's crazy. That's awesome. So I guess it's going to be in the old school part of Las Vegas. That's that's very, very cool. Maybe I'm going to have to go to Vegas now. You ever been to Vegas? Yes. How many times? Twice. Ah, oh, dude, I'm jealous. I haven't been once. And I, I, I need to go. You do. I think I need to go soon. Bring I, your checkbook. It, it, it's expensive. Very. <laughs> They try to get you at every corner. Is, is it worse than going to Disney World? <laughs> Never been there. Is it? Uh, I mean, but but don't don't they try to like lure you in? Like maybe they give you a hotel deal, and then because they want you to spend money, or it just kind of depends what time of the year you go. I don't think they have to lure you in. It just kind of no. does. <laughs> Let me go play this here. Let me go there. Lauren says on the Facebook Live, it's becoming more of a sports city. And, and maybe Las Vegas is looking to do that. I know their stadium for the Raiders is is very contemporary, very cool looking. And I'm sure the one for the Oakland A's will be that as well. But I, I didn't know that. Learned something new today. Um, and what about this? Let me ask you this, Tim. I, I saw this today. When, when you see a pair of shoes... Hanging from a power line. Mm-hmm. Does, does that what, What's the old wives' tale? What does that mean? I have no idea. I always heard that, like, if there was a pair of sneakers hanging from a power line, that it was nearby, that nearby was a place where you can get uh, unwanted prescriptions, I'll, I'll just say. That was a sign of a place where you can get unwanted prescriptions, but... I'm reading this today, and it says, ever see a pair of sneakers hanging from a power line? Yes. Some people call that art. The practice of hanging shoes on power lines has been compared to the work of graffiti artists, and some call it shoe-feedy. So they think that it's art if you throw shoes up there. I always thought that it was, it meant that you can buy uh, non-prescription drugs in the area. I've only mostly seen like football cleats up there. So uh-huh. I thought it was some kind of seasons over, careers uh, over. So I thought mm-hmm. it was something I wasn't privy to. Yeah. But uh okay. Maybe it's drugs. I, it it could be. I don't know. I'm just saying that's what I heard. Yeah, you know, a lot of people go with with what they heard instead of what they know. But uh nonetheless, shoe feedy is a new name that some people are, are calling it. And then I saw this too. It says don't be too quick to criticize your man's mom, ladies. In a survey of 4,000 single men, 59% say they tend to date women who are similar to their mothers. So watch out talking about your mother-in-law because your boyfriend might be dating you because you remind him of his, of his mother. No? no? Not in my case. No? Not, not, I, mean, I have a wife, not a girlfriend, yeah. but no. Uh, no. They're not anything <laughs> like. <laughs> they're, they're, they're totally different, huh? Uh, also, I, I saw this today. And actually, I, I saw it a couple weeks ago, and I think I saw it around Ash Wednesday, Good Friday. And obviously, this is not a dig at it, if you're Catholic or not, if you're this, if you're not, if you're what, if you're not. This is about knowing what's true and not true on social media. And we talk about that a lot on the show. Social media, to me, is a double-edged sword. It's, it's used for good. It's also used for bad. And there's a lot of fake stuff going on. And that's what a lot of people right now, they, they, they tend to believe some of the things that are 
good and bad. Uh, I also kind of compare it to Tim to like Photoshop back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, Photoshop back in the day, or you saw early on social media, a lot of people use Photoshop and, and some people recognized it as, oh, dude, that's Photoshop. That's not a killer whale in the floods in Houston, Texas. Like somebody right. put that there, you know, like we, there were some people that believed it. Don't get me wrong, but most people didn't. And so I, I, I saw this last week and I saw it again this morning and I saw somebody share and, and I did a little research on it and it's not true. But when I read it, I I knew it wasn't true. And you may have seen this floating around social media. It's a post from supposedly from Pope Francis. And it says this, eat what you want at Easter. The sacrifice is not in the stomach, but in the heart. They refrain from eating meat, but they do not talk to their brothers or relatives. They do not visit their parents or burden them with care. They do not share their food with the needy. They do not allow their children to see their father. They do not forbid grandparents to see their grandchildren. So there, there's some point to that, right? So that, that lures you in. Then it goes on to say they criticize other people's lives, beat their wives, etc. But here's where it gets interesting. And th- this is like all these fake posts now, at, at some point in the post, there's a red flag that should go up. Mm-hmm. So here's the red flag for me. Supposedly from Pope Francis. A good roast or meat stew won't make you a bad person, nor a fish fillet will make you a saint. Better try to have a deeper relationship with God through better treatment with others. We are less superficial and more humble at heart. So it's somewhat great words. But when you see a good roast or meat stew and a fish fillet won't make you a saint, dude, uh, Pope Francis did did not I don't say think that. Those were his, you know, I, somebody's paraphrasing. <laughs> like, and, and so I, I googled it. I looked it up, and and it was something that he didn't say. Look, now some of that's truth, and w- which gets you to share it. This fake account gets you to share it, and then, but, but dude, you gotta look. It's almost like all this AI art that's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's meant for satire, and some people take it very, very literally. Or, Oh, dude, look at that. Look at that wooden sculpture that, you know, so-and-so made. No, it's just, it's AI generated art that's meant to be a joke or meant to be satire. And there's a lot of these social media and Facebook pages that you need to realize, okay, is this satire or is this real? And most of them that are really satire, they say that in their description or somewhere Mm -hmm. on their Facebook page. They say this is a, a satire site. Remember the onion back in the day? I do. The, the Onion News, if I remember right, I think Rob Summers used to run the Onion News on his afternoon show on Planet Radio. And it was this fake news piece. I forgot the guy's name. I don't remember. And either. he would do this fake news piece and he would make fun. It was satire of what was going on. And, you know, back then, dude, it was it was just funny. It, it was just a joke. Nobody took it seriously like now. But, dude, you, you have to watch that on social media craziest things have gotten now though it's hard to know what's true or not it is know? it it is it, some it, things it, you think there's no way mm-hmm. here it is yep you think oh no and then you think yes because it's 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 all over now and, and it's it's everything and, and whether it's a, a fake account whether it's the russians <laughs> whether it's the chinese you know i mean they, they are going there are going to be accounts that try to lure you in, that try to get you to follow them, that try to get you to click links, 
you know, you might not get that Facebook request from somebody. You know, you get a face. Oh, look, so and so wants to be wants me to be their friend. What I always do if I get a friend request from somebody on Facebook, just so I know it's not somebody trying something malicious, I'll I'll click on that profile. And if there's no mutual friends, or if they have two friends, I'm going to delete that because I know it's that. I mean, that's somebody with some kind of fake account trying to hack or trying to trying to do something or the other. You got to always check a little bit. But, dude, I, I, I chuckled when I read that last week. I chuckled. A good roast or meat stew won't make you a bad person, nor a fish fillet will make you a saint. <laughs> Well, you run my Facebook, so I don't have to yeah, worry about that. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. People that don't want to uh, worry about Facebook, then they they come to me and then I run it. So you don't have to worry about uh, going to it or seeing it at all. Uh, 8.46, it is a power hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. Uh, no crying over spilled milk. This is kind of an uh-uh story this morning. Firefighters in Massachusetts said major traffic delays were caused when an overturned truck spilled about 10,000 gallons of milk. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty big. Happened on a Massachusetts highway. Oh, did you hear about the uh, Vicks truck? I did not. That overturned? They were carrying Vicks vapor up. There wasn't congestion whenever uh, that truck flipped Believe. over. Believe. Yeah. Uh, firefighters in Massachusetts said major traffic delays were caused when this overturned truck spilled 10,000 thousand gallons of milk the auburn fire rescue department said the truck rolled over on the ramp from route 12 west to interstate 90 in auburn causing the 10,000 gallons of milk and a large amount of diesel to spill on the roadway so it was a little mixture no injuries were reported as a result of the crash but major traffic delays were reported as a result of the incident and the ensuing cleanup operation the Massachusetts Department of uh, Transportation said the ramp was completely closed for several hours while the truck and spill liquids were removed from the roadway. 10,000 gallons of milk. Sounds like about $100,000 spill. Probably so, dude. That's a lot. Some cows did a lot of hard work to, uh, to spill all that. And then also I saw this too, another uh-uh story this morning. State police are investigating a burglary in Bedford County. Which, let's see, I think that's in Pennsylvania, I believe. And, oh, come on with the ads, dude. Let me click off of that. Jewelry and money were taken. So it was a burglary where they took jewelry and money. And it was from someone's residence. They also stole Zimbabwe trillion-dollar bills. Now, these trillion-dollar bills are worth $1 million here in the country, but nonetheless, they stole them. According to a police report, someone broke into a Bedford couple's residence on February 6th. The victims reported that 20 Zimbabwe $100 trillion bills were taken. Dude, these people were balling 20 $100 trillion bills that they had. It was was from Zimbabwe, but nonetheless, the bills were worth $1 million here, according to the police report. Other items reported missing engagement rings valued at $1,500, a gold turtle necklace, a blue diamond ring, a ruby ring, ruby necklace, jade necklace, a diamond heart necklace, silver dollars, and $30 in loose change. They got, they got them for everything. Well, all their jewelry and then for their, also for their Zimbabwe dollars. And then also another Place reported stolen two vehicles and more than $3,000 worth of reported stolen property, too, from a nearby residence as well. 
And Everett Mann reported that a 2003 Harley-Davidson and a 1981 Kawasaki were taken from his residence in a break-in on February 2nd. In addition, state police reported that reloading equipment valued at $3,000, also brown safe at $300, a large life platform, also uh, other things were stolen as well. But dude, I mean... It almost sounds, when I was reading that story this morning, it almost sounds like an inside job. Like somebody knew that they had these Zimbabwe trillion-dollar bills. I, I didn't know that they had trillion-dollar bills in Zimbabwe, but, but no, they do. Man. And this couple had 20 of them, worth $1 million each. So there it is. That is our uh, couple uh-uh stories today as we get closer to wrapping up the Power Hour this morning. We're hanging out with Tim from Simplified Crawfish Company. Tim, thank you for spending some time with us this morning, man. Thank you for talking crawfish with us. We talked crawfish when we started the power hour, and you said, look, everybody, relax. It's early in the season. The crawfish are coming. The prices will drop. And oh, you said maybe, depending on what's going on now, that may mean a longer season, which could be great for us too, because obviously later in the season, the prices are lower. Yeah, it's it's February. I mean, everybody can calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my prediction is it's going to be a later season. Uh, and as far as the consumer, the price only gets down so low, and then it kind of stays there. So it may stay up high enough to keep the farmers out mm-hmm. there fishing. Mm-hmm. But as far as what the consumer, the price they see, it shouldn't affect it much from normal years. So no. I think I think this season will go pretty long. Now, Tim is with Simplified Crawfish Company. How can people reach you, man? Maybe they have a catering event coming up. Maybe there's a, a I don't know, man, a neighborhood get-together. There's a company crawfish boil. There's a, I don't know, a um, wedding reception. Or what do you call it before the wedding reception, dude? Like the, the, like the shower. Supper. Yeah, rehearsal supper. Yeah, we've uh, done those. A couple showers, I'm sure. What, what was the craziest thing you've ever uh, catered? Do, do you recall? Or everything's been pretty professional. Um, yeah, most of it's pretty professional. Yeah. Uh, the rehearsal suppers are kind of the a different breed for yeah. us. We have to be neater, I guess. Okay, yeah. And uh, the craziest bid we ever put in was to do the the ball for the Dallas Cowboys. Really? Yeah. That would have been. Probably the biggest boil you had to date, or the most popular oh, boil. What, what, what most has popular been the, wouldn't have been the biggest. What, what was the biggest? How many? How much? How many pounds of crawfish have you boiled in in one catering job? Uh, it was me and an, another guy who has a catering company kind of joined together mm-hmm. on it. Actually, we were partners at the time, but it was ten thousand pounds. How long did that take? Uh, start to finish was about twelve hours. Ooh. What was it? Was it here in Louisiana? Or did you go out of state? It was at Stone Energy uh, in okay. Lafayette. Long wow. time ago, probably wow. close to twenty years ago now. And, and how is it out of state? Is is it still crawfish boil crawfish still popular out of state? Do you get any inquiries? Texas, Mississippi, Alabama. You, you'll travel anywhere? Yeah, we've gone. We do a lot in Texas. Uh, we do Mississippi every year. Uh, we've done Missouri, Iowa. Um, Last year, we had a guy say he was going to contact us this, this year and actually fly our equipment to Canada. So we'll see if that pans out. <laughs> but when people want crawfish, dude, they want crawfish. Oh, yeah. 
And I guess out of state, it's a little more, I guess, maybe a, a prime when it comes to price. Obviously, they probably are willing to pay a little bit more than what people are paying here during during peak season. Yeah, I think it was two years ago I had somebody from Academy, the sports store mm-hmm. out of San Antonio. I think it's one of their offices all about getting live crawfish. And when they told me the price of live crawfish there, I told them I would drive there and boil them and serve them to you for that price. <laughs> it's just, it was crazy. Wow. And, and did you go? No, I didn't. No. I did. They did buy a bunch of seasoning uh, shipped to them. <laughs> That's awesome. And then also along with, we talked about this too, Simplified Crawfish Company, you have Simplified Seafood Boil. And that has always been your secret weapon. That's what gets your crawfish tasting so great. That's what gets you winning these crawfish boil contest. You win them two or so years in a row. Then they tell you not to come back because your crawfish are so good. And then you decided to take your boil and sell it. And even on the boil, there's your directions for the perfect boil crawfish and what you use every time you do a catering job. You decided, look, let's get this out there. People can use my technique. They can use my seasoning. And go ahead here. Have a good time. Yeah, uh, I found most people overboil them mm-hmm. and uh, don't they waste their money on a lot of stuff that they don't need as far as seasoning goes. And we had so many I had people coming to my house on a regular basis to get seasoning from me in Ziploc bags and everything else. <laughs> you so I was were like, a seasoning crack dealer. <laughs> I just need to put this stuff in the stores, keep these people from like, coming to man, my let house. Let me get that seasoning, dog. Let me get that seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> now. Do you have, and I know it's early in the season, but do you have any seasoning out right now that people can go and get, or are you just starting to get that into stores? There should be some stores around that still have it. Um, possibly the Piggly Wiggly and Rain, Piggly Wiggly and Scott, uh, Lanyo's Country Store, mm-hmm. Babaloo's or Ridge Grocery, uh, Ace Hardware and Rain. A few of those stores usually have some leftover. They order, they order a lot at a time, so... They should have some there, and we have some on order to start stocking up for this year too. So, yeah, and then uh, pretty soon, once you get your order in, uh, people can we'll be able to buy it online this season too. Yeah, we are yeah. setting it up to be able to buy online for this season. This will be the first year that we do that. Uh, we just started putting it out in 2018, and I think the first year we sold 3,000 pounds of it, and it comes in a two and a half pound bag. So, and it's it's been a point now where I order double what my my orders are Mm -hmm. and they're sold out before I even get the orders. And it's been that way since I started. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Simplified crawfish company, Tim hanging out with us this morning inside the power hour. And yeah, we do have a little something, something, but, but I'll reveal that at a later date. So Tim, thanks for coming, dude. Thanks for sponsoring tools day on planet radio, which we got more tool coming up. Today's not Tuesday. It's tools day. So we got more tool. We got more nineties and two thousands rockets all on the way.